What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Aw, shit, another female host. Who may it be? Well, you'll find out here in just a second. First off, I want to say this is our episode 160. We're literally rounding about 200 episodes now. So 200 individual posts of the podcast uh, since we started. I'm really excited about that. That's a lot of hours, dude. So, But today, we're going to be talking about two movies. Planet Terror. And Cabin in the Woods. Yep. So, welcome, Christina. This is my girlfriend. She's here. She's filling in. Hi. Yeah. She was excited to do this episode, and she I let her pretty much pick the movies for this one. Yeah, so sorry if you don't like these movies, but they're my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, it like actually, I think we might have done both of these or at least one of these but we've done so many (laughs) we've done so many movies now that i don't even remember (laughs) i should have written all these down you should have put them in an excel spreadsheet like right a responsible podcast yeah whatever dude like i just started becoming responsible now that i know how to actually work it you know (laughs) website groups social media thanks to christina who's literally been grounding that into my head for oh i don't know since i've known you (laughs) (laughs) so how are you doing though oh i'm fine are you excited about this are you nervous no i haven't i've been on your show a few times i know i haven't been on since hereditary which was like a year and a half ago oh god thank god huh And then right. you were on for it, and you did uh, episode where we did uh, we did ghosts we did, dating a horror fan. Yeah, we did that one too. I like the paranormal activity. Oh yeah, that's it. right. You did that one too. Yeah, you should have me on, and we should do another one like that. Okay, we can tell our ghost stories and shit again. <laughs> we can give updates. So, so Christina is um, she's very excited about this episode. She took a lot of notes. I'm like looking at it. I'm like, holy shit! You might have to cut some of that out. Jesus, <laughs> printed it out. Printed it out on paper. She's a murderer of trees, guys. I, I don't want to waste my phone battery. <laughs> and then you're on your phone all day. It's like, oh man, I do I- all of my notes on the Google fucking uh, Keep app, mm-hmm. and I have so many fucking notes, dude. It's like I wrote a paper for each of these. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy, dude. But um, so yeah, we've been hanging out watching movies and TV shows lately. What what shows have we been watching that we just finished up? I forget now. We just finished up Nosferatu. I yeah. said that wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I always do. I we, always call it Nostradamus. Nostradamus. <laughs> I'm like, it's not Nostradamus. <laughs> 
but we watched that. What did you think of that, by the way? It, it was good. Uh, the second season, I don't think it's going to be that good. It didn't end. I know. I just know well, where it's going to go. We can't talk about it yeah. because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Right. But I will say my personal good. opinion on the show is that I was definitely interested. They made they made the story stretch quite a bit. Uh, there was a couple of parts that I was like, oh, come on, you know. Um, I don't. I've never read the book that they worked on together. Then they work on a book together, Joe Hill and oh, I thought he, and Stephen King. I thought the book was written by Joe Hill. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe you're right. And I'm getting confused with something else because there's the other show. I think it was in the Tall Grass. Oh yeah, I think that. Um, one there's so many, right? They wrote together, and then we've been watching Creep Show. Oh yeah, we've been doing that. I've been doing all the uh, YouTube videos and reviews lately guys so if you haven't been tuning into the youtube channel please do for each episode yeah we do it on we do each episode on there uh we also but some people just like to listen to the uh, podcast typically don't care about going to youtube like podcast listeners right but if you want to get some video reviews and stuff like that i've been doing that stuff a lot lately i'm going to be adding like i mentioned this before for some of you guys but we're going to be doing a new project where it's storytelling five, ten-minute segments on YouTube that I'm going to craft, kind of like we do in Grave Plots, but not making it up on the spot. It'll be already made and just, like, ready to order, get you in the atmosphere, get you into the story really quick, rough and dirty, fucking throw the towel on me. You just kinda. have you- <laughs> You just have to do it. Uh, I know, but you I don't. But that's no. It's you got supposed, too much going on. It's supposed to be for the break. Remember, right. we were going to do six of them. Oh, the break. You mean the break you're supposed to be on right now? Yeah. See, this is why Alex won't let me have the show. We bicker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think that's bickering. Well, you know what I mean. It's funny bickering, but this is how we. Yeah, but anyway, I, I think that uh, I think you guys will enjoy it though. The break I'm supposed to be on. I got moved. Uh, I moved it to November because it's Halloween. Right. And this is when everybody's interested in horror. I'd be, what kind of horror fan or show would I be to just abandon everything (laughs) in the hot spot of the fucking show? You know what I mean? Like... So anyway, but yeah, guys, look forward to that. If you haven't followed the YouTube, please do. There's links in all of our stuff to find YouTube. You can look up Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. So thanks for the reminder, Christina. (laughs) And this advertisement has been brought to you by (laughs) Christina's drinking water. I'm drinking so she won't be taking any alcohol with me. Uh, But she's actually got a a real job and uh, has to work. (laughs) (laughs) like in the morning too so it's like fuck we do have something we're going to be doing today we're going to be actually drawing a winner it's your monthly monthly btv box yes that's right we got a huge box full of movies and it seems like christina she puts these together by the way so thank you christina you're welcome thanks say thank you everybody you're welcome everyone you're welcome somebody well, wait, I do put a lot of effort into these boxes and I theme them up every month. So like this month, it's a Halloween box, of course. So it's full of Halloween stuff and I paint them. Yeah. And last month I did a, a whole movie box uh, where it was just like popcorn stuff and, right. you know, movie she candy gets fancy. and stuff. Yeah, I try to theme it up. But yeah, so there's like, I think there's like seven movies in here. Yeah, seven fucking movies in here. I won't say what they are, but there is a picture that is up the, this week. So right. if you haven't signed up for the podcast email that we actually have up called the BTV VIP Club, you can go to longlivethevoid.com to sign up. 
And we do a monthly giveaway each month. So if you live within the U.S., we'll send this out, this box out to you. If you live in the side of Canada, we've changed things up for you guys a little bit. We had some hassles with sending it out there. So we didn't want to fucking, you know, we're not exactly rich doing what we do here. We're just like doing it because we love it and we love you guys. So if you live in Canada or elsewhere outside of the United States or anywhere, you know, we'll send you out a gift card to Amazon. You know, we'll hit you up through the email and then give you the code or whatever you need to do there so you can just use it right away, right? Right. So at least that way somebody, you guys get something. But for now, until we become big and famous, but thanks to you guys for sharing the episode and everything. <laughs> Uh, we'll send out the box only in the United States for now until we figure out a better way to do it. So we're going to pull somebody's name right now. Do you want to help me pick? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to basically, I'm going to scroll the wheel here. Okay. And then it's like, I've got the whole page listed up. So I'm going up, down, up, down, and then you're going to pick one. Just tell me when to stop. Uh, Stop. Okay. It looks like senior scary. Actually, I know who that is actually on Twitter. Yeah, Senor, you are the winner. Congratulations, Senor. Yes. So uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate your support. So if you have, uh, you know, wherever you are, we'll send you out something. Just uh, I'm going to send you out an email while we're recording this. And then if you hit me back, uh, hit me back as soon as you can. If not, if we don't hear back from you or for some reason you don't want it, uh, we will give it to somebody else. But uh, for now, you are the winner. So congratulations. Like I said, we do this every month, guys. Christina and I go out and pick movies. And we really take pride in like, giving this out as a way to say thanks for listening. So if you guys haven't signed up for the VIP club, you're missing out. That's all I could say. All you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com. But congratulations, Senior Scary. Thanks again. So I think it might be that time. Aw, shit. Horror shots! All right, so we are back, and we're going to be doing our horror shot for this week. And Christina picked this one and made this one up herself. So if it tastes great, you can blame her. And if it tastes like shit, you can still blame her. And someone actually needs to actually do it. send it to us because i I don't drink yeah if one of you guys makes it we'll give you a shout out at least retweet or whatever the hell you put it up on for sure because we always appreciate it we do this just because it's fun i do we do try to take our time to think about like what we'll mix sometimes they're great sometimes they're not and we think about it like while we're watching movies and stuff like oh what could yeah what would be the shot for this one Yeah. yeah It's like totally. And Christina, by the way, guys, is the person who came up with the idea for horror shots to begin with. So that is, you can thank her for that, it's actually. It's fun. It is fun, actually. I like it. It's another dimension right. to BTV. And this one is is off Planet Terror. Yeah. And it's the Bone Shack, which was the barbecue place. So it's called the Bone Shack, which is JD's Bone JT's. Shack. JT's. JT. Oh, bye. <laughs> Close. Anyway. Oh, it's JT's barbecue sauce. Yes. <laughs> Which was very, very, his his prized possession that he wouldn't even share with his actual brother. And they had like a feud going on for it. But in this shot, I will tell you what's in it. Christina came up with these ingredients, so fair warning. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to take blame for this, Christina. <laughs> it's 
okay. It doesn't sound that bad, actually. I mean, we've mixed some of these ingredients together before, actually. Yeah. Um, so in this shot, it's a rim shot. So what a rim shot is, is you basically put the lip of the, the rim of the shot glass, uh, and you're going to put it in barbecue sauce, spicy if you fancy. <laughs> uh, then you're going to, of course, put a third of dark rum of your choice, a third of root beer, your choice, and a third of Jägermeister. And then what do we say at the very end when you uh, when you shoot it? I never miss. Yes. <laughs> Which me and her have been making jokes about, like, anytime we see somebody pregnant, we're like, they never miss. <laughs> so, Patrick, if you're listening. <laughs> he's probably not. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, so if you would like to try a Bone Shack or The Bone Shack, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. And now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Planet Terror and Cabin in the Woods. Right now. All right, guys, so we're back, and we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes. But first, I must partake in some Jack Daniels and Pabst Blue Ribbon. Why didn't we make you the whore shot? We have barbecue sauce. I'm just the whore. <laughs> er. <laughs> I almost wonder like, if I just like quietly don't say the R now, just because I'm like, whore shots! <laughs> you know? Like, it's so silent. Anyway. So we're going to kick it off with Planet Terror first, which Christina did all the work on this. So yes, buckle the fuck up and let's jump into Planet Terror. Christina, kick it off. Get ready for me. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't. You're making me nervous. <laughs> all right. Planet Terror. It was released in 2007. It was part of the Grindhouse um, project. Thing. It was a, I don't know what yeah, to call it. It was an experience. Yeah, experience. Between but, Quentin Tarantino and... Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to fo- focus on Planet Terror. Right. So Planet Terror was directed and written by Robert Rodriguez. And he also uh, composed most of it. There's a lot of people in, who star in this movie, but I'm just going to go through the main ones. And there's a lot of cameos and whatnot. Rose McGowan. Who plays Cherry, darling. Um, she's mostly known for her work in Charms. Right. Um, she also did movies Doom Generation. Oh, I, I think remember. That was, I think that was her first movie. And then uh, she was in Scream. That's a hard one to get, too, on DVD now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, she was in Scream. Um, also, Freddie Rodriguez. I don't know why, but I always get him confused with John Leguizamo. <laughs> I guess, really? I, just, I kept thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, Freddie Rodriguez, he was in Spawn. <laughs> and then I, I was looking this up, and I was like, why isn't Spawn a part of this? I was like, oh, my God, that's John Leguizamo. Well, and not only that, where has that guy been? Like, has he been doing anything? Like, No, not really, and he really hasn't done much. Actually, I'm sorry, I take I that never back. Miss. <laughs> I take that back because he's mostly a voice actor now. Okay. He, he was in, uh, I forget what roles he was in, but he did a lot of, uh, in the Spider-Verse, the, oh, the animated into series. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, into the Spider-Verse, he, he did a lot of voices in that. He's mostly known for Poseidon. Yeah. 
the newer one the, is it is it no. newer Two, 2006 yeah so, so it's it was, the reboot it was yeah, it was, yeah right because the original is poseidon adventure which is funny because i was just talking about that when, oh, we, really? when we got the in the uh, towering inferno it's one of oh, those movies oh okay i didn't know that and he was also in this movie with christian bale called harsh times okay oh, he also was in lady in the water right he had the big arm yeah yeah which is like what you hated the movie i hate i hated lady in the water i like I it walked out of the theater or i wanted to i don't remember but god i just remember we're gonna have to watch that again just to see we are i'll i'll, I'll admit, i bet you I'll it's one of those it. movies it just was like the time it wasn't that great yeah it was just, people expecting some sort of horror thing and they were like what the fuck yeah, is this is fable this? bullshit yeah it's all it was all over the place that's why it was it was pissing me off but anyway okay going on uh josh brolin mm-hmm. who played dr william Block. He, of course, was Thanos in the Avengers. Yeah. He was also. Do you know who he was in Deadpool two? Of course. He was Cable. Yeah. <laughs> Those are easy. And then he was in Sin City, and which was also directed by Robert Rodriguez. Right. He was also in Old Boy. Oh yeah. Which is I I put that one in there because I forgot. <laughs> that movie isn't too bad, um, but it kind of jumps the shark on the like changing the story. I know they wanted to be different, but. I, don't right. know, I like the original better, but that but he's still good in it. So right, and then also um, Marley Shelton, uh, who plays Doctor Dakota Block. The these are my friends, lady. Oh yeah, uh, she she really hasn't done that much that I uh, recognized, and not much. Oh, recently she's in a TV show called Rise, mm-hmm. which I've never heard of. Uh, but she's mostly known besides for this movie, uh, Never Been Kissed. She was in, which I remember in that movie. Okay, and then. There's a uh, cameos from Bruce Willis and uh, also um, in the beginning the science right before Bruce Willis does his cameo. Um, there's uh, Abby who's a scientist. His name's Abby. That is N- Naveen Andrews. He was in Lost. Oh, okay. And that's pretty much. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. And I'm only saying that because I was obsessed with Lost at the time. Well, there's so many people in this movie. We'd we'd spend an hour just telling you oh. everyone that's in it. It's like Cameo right. City. Plus, right. it's Michael Bean is is the uh, the police officer right oh i thought is that how you say his last mm-hmm. name michael bain oh I, bain. Thought, I thought it was ba- bain it's bain i think right i'm pretty sure but yeah he was right. in of course the alien aliens movie oh yeah that's right just so you guys know like this is my favorite movie like, right. It's not just my favorite horror movie. It's like literally my favorite movie. It's my favorite rom com. It's my fa- it's my favorite drama. <laughs> like I really and the budget on it wasn't it like sixty thousand sixty million? Yeah, it was it was sixty seven million dollars. But that was that was g- the grindhouse budget. Right. I couldn't so find anything yeah. f- to split it up. And then Robert Rodriguez really wanted to um, make a low budget looking horror movie mm-hmm. and another thing um quentin tarantino was always on the set like every interview is everyone would say he was always around he was always there because he wanted to make sure they weren't go- going to go over that side of the budget because whatever you know yeah guys so listen uh about the budget uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't. that's my impersonation because it right? would take away from him doing death proof Right, so of course. So that's why, which, you know, makes sense. But um, Robert Rodriguez really went to town on making a low-budget movie. Because what do you do when you make a low-budget movie? Yeah. You know, you use your family, you use your friends, you use your locations. Who you work well with. Yeah. Everything. All that. Yeah. So a lot of the, the movie. It's not that low-budget, though. 
no well no i think a lot it seemed like a lot of the um the budget was done on the special effects because they he did practical and special effects like intermixed and then um the way he filtered the film to make it look old they did like this layering thing Mm -hmm. which was it it was really cool the way he explained it but anyway let's talk about what planet terror was about After an experimental biochemical agent known as DC-2, codenamed Project Terror, is accidentally released at a remote U.S. military base in Texas, those that were exposed to this gas turned into flesh-eating zombies. Uh, An assortment of various people, who included go-go dancer Cherry, uh, her shady mechanic ex-boyfriend Ray, a strong-willed doctor, who's Dr. Block, a local sheriff, and an assortment of various people must join forces to survive. So basically just DC-2, DC whatever, got out and people go crazy. But most people know what this is anyway. That's probably somebody's long-winded attempt at what the story's about. Usually the the people that write those, they go a little long-winded. I wrote those. That. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, God damn, you're like telling the whole story. Like, what's going on here? I was trying to wrap it up just in case somebody hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> so it, it kind of explained, like, well, there's I'm, a lot going on in the movie. Just to clarify, <laughs> guys, so you know I'm not a fucking asshole here. <laughs> On IMDb, people put their synopsis in there, and usually the good ones are about three sentences long at most. Right, but I there's saw people those. on there with seven paragraphs. Oh, there was a guy. There was one I read on there, and he literally he just like he like put the script on there. Right, that's why I was like, ridiculous. I assumed you got it from IMDb. Nope. Okay, well, okay. I'm hodgepodged it. Well, next time, don't make it so long. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, I feel like an asshole. So uh, anyway. Okay. So what did you think about the movie? I think this, personally, I think this is just like a fucking fun ass movie. It's like such a shame that Grindhouse in general didn't take off like it should have. Because for me, it was a really big experience. I know why this movie didn't do well, but we'll talk about that later. And the trivia. Yeah. Okay. I went to see it the the day before that it released. It was like the day before my birthday, so it was like a real big treat. And I was like a huge fan of this fucking experience. I went like two or three times, and like I know that there was a lot of gripes at the time about the second half of it being slow, and everybody was like three hours. Like what the fuck? I'm like you sat through the fucking Hobbit. You sat through the fucking Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Um, although I don't know, this might have been before that, but still um, back then though the theater they had the both movies with all the fake trailers which i fucking absolutely love the whole thing supposedly when this came out in the theaters it only made like 25 million dollars and i remember being so fucking angry at everyone for not supporting a film like this because we as like the horror community and you know always beg for like a like a fun idea to come out like you know to put money behind like cool funny ideas and they actually got one and nobody went out and supported it so i don't know maybe it was just like daunting to see two movies back to back like that for people or it just wasn't a a hot spot for fucking horror at that moment i don't know what it was but i just feel like it it could have been a really good chance to show hollywood that you know this this niche little thing that they think is actually worth something but you never know at the box office these days you know like but in any case the two movies they showed planet terror and death proof obviously death proof was more in my opinion leaning towards the like wilder sense 
of like exploitative car thriller kind of movie. Although some people call it like a slasher on wheels, which I totally get and I totally appreciate, but it just felt like an exploitation film from like back in the day, you know, to me, but with a lot of talking. A lot of talking. Uh, yeah, and a lot of people weren't like it. But if you watch it again, I, I think it's actually a decent movie. It's just not as good as Planet Terror, in my opinion. But Planet Terror, to me, was the biggest part of the experience. It's ridiculous and wild, awesome, gory, fun. It runs the gamut of everything. It's funny as shit, too. Like, there's so many great lines in it. Plus, it's got, like, really stylish, kind of, like, ridiculous throwback acting. I don't. I really don't even understand how anyone could hate this movie. <laughs> you right. know, like, I don't think anybody should. But I guess maybe there are people out there. Uh, back then, there were really that many films that try to do that kind of old retro pastiche sort of thing with movies. There, if there were, they weren't really popular. And this, like, hit the mainstream big. And it kind of started, like, a subgenre of that horror, retro horror pastiche thing in a lot of ways even though a lot of people were fans of it and it probably happened naturally but this like labeled it mm-hmm. i think i think personally this is probably one of rodriguez's most fun movies best movie i oh. well i like i like some of his other stuff too so it's like it's hard for me to just say best but for me it definitely is like a nine there's just so many moments that hit hard to pick any favorite scenes like like i could have sat and wrote down this entire movie because there's that many fucking scenes but i would say like this movie's like a nine and because i would watch it anytime i don't even know why i haven't watched it as much lately but it is just, I don't know, it's so good to it's me. It's a good Halloween movie. You think? Yes, because it's so... Well, there's really nothing ridiculous. like it. Like, you see all there these... Uh, there's, there. like, the Hell of the Living Dead, which is, like, toxic zombies. That's about the closest thing. And there's this other one. I think it's called Toxic Zombies. Like, literally, Toxic Zombies, where these kids smoke this weed out in the field that's, like, covered in something. And they turn into zombies. When it's also the Return of the Living Dead. You know, stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, what about you? What did you think of your favorite movie <laughs> no because when i first if it's your favorite movie it's got to be a 10 right well it's a 9.5 a 9 9.5 okay there was one part of the movie i did not i could not stand and it would have been a 10 if quentin tarantino wasn't in the movie okay i can't oh that character and it wasn't just because he was like oh creepy. just creepy oh he, but it wasn't even that it was it wasn't the character it was like how he acted it I think he did a horrible job at it. So what do you what do you mean? Like, what exactly is it about that? It just, that that is a negative mark against the movie because of him in the movie. Yeah, just because okay. of him and that whole scene with Quentin Tarantino. Okay, what specifically though? Are you? I just I don't like the way he acted the part. Yeah, he. I don't. He's just not a good actor. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, in the same regard, I'm not saying you're wrong. What I am saying is that it's supposed to be bad acting. Well, yes. So and in no, a way, it kind of works. No, well, no, because no, not for me. Well, not for, for those me. movies back in the day, that's the only reason I'm saying that is because for mo- those movies back in the day, they are very sexually creepy and stuff. And I know that it's not the creepy part that bothered you; it's just his acting in general, right? Because there were other creepy, like gross guys in there, and I mean, they were fine. They that it worked. I thought it was a funny part, him, like because his thing. Anyway, well, we don't want to spoil it for anybody right. who hasn't seen it, but right. And then, no, and just the whole movie in general is just so ridiculous and and over the top. Do you like the theme of the whole zombies and the gas? Is that a big thing, too? No, it could have been anything. Really? Okay. It really could have been anything. The tone you liked. 
And I liked I liked Cherry's character, and then just the whole. Obviously, she loses her leg because mm-hmm. it's on the poster, and that whole scenario and how that comes about. Okay, I like all that. Yeah, it's just it's, ridiculous. It is and pretty all, ridiculous. All the one-liners. Oh, and all the characters. All the characters. The 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 doctors. Both the doctors. The crazy babysitter twins. Yeah, well, the the back and forth between the characters is so fun, you know. Just even like like just moments in the car when they almost hit uh, a deer, right? You know, things like <laughs> yeah. that are just like everybody's like on point in this and their roles, right? And, and like it is in some ways it is kind of ridiculous writing, in some ways it's ridiculous acting, but for the most part, it was like catered to be that way, in my opinion. So oh, yeah, totally. so it's hard to like distinguish. Where where it's is it a good movie or a bad movie? But it's a great movie, so right to me for that reason. But exactly, yeah. yeah. Why why is this one of your favorite ones? Like, well, like what other ones do you like? Like the, the movies that you think you could compare it to? But, oh well, I would compare it to Cabin in the Woods. Okay, just ridiculous totally. factor. And I'm really into like gory horror comedies. Yes, you like Black Sheep. Yeah, I like Black. Sh- yeah, Black Sheep. I would totally yeah. put this. But you also against. like The Shining and well, some yeah, other stuff. Yeah, all the classic Hereditary and like that sort right. of stuff too but it's just the whole element of ridiculous over the top stuff just I have really fun like. yeah do you like dead alive i don't remember yeah i like dead alive okay because did i show you that no i saw it before okay you. yeah uh, and meet the feebles and all that i i saw i feel like you cheated on me but, <laughs> before i met you i cheated on you before i even that met you that motherfucker's dead <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things it's like you know like with john hale who uh the the director of the conduit guys uh who's in the twitch chat a lot of the times and his good buddy he's actually did an episode with us for his short film that he was doing and raising money for the first time he started the kickstarter and then did it the second time i sent him we sent him out a copy of videodrome uh-huh and I'm I don't I haven't heard back from him, so I'm worried he hated it because he knows how much I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I still am proud that I'm the first person that showed it to him. So right, right. You know what I mean. So <laughs> anyway, so you said nine point five, maybe nine. Yeah. What are you leaning on more, just out of curiosity? Uh, like, nine, where does it lean? Like, like between nine and nine point five. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but like I don't even like doing points. But I was just like, well, I don't. It's not a ten, but it's almost it's almost a ten. That's where I lean. It's almost a ten. If yeah, it wasn't I'm, for that, if it wasn't for him, I'm kind of right there with you because I I could definitely see a sequel of this. Oh yeah, if they could, well, but they would never know. be able to now. Oh no no no! It's it's so many years have passed. It's like ridiculous. Well, that, that doesn't need a sequel. No, they have a sequel. They've already earned. But can you, know, you just just in an then. alternate world? Can you imagine for a second that Grindhouse took off and it was one of the number one selling movies ever, like Avengers or some shit like that? You know what I mean? And it was like, well, you know, Avengers Endgame, whatever. But they pushed that to make it happen. But can you imagine if it had that kind of pull? I think it would have done better nowadays with streaming than it would have done out in the theater because people were complaining about Endgame being three hours. I mean, three hours is a long time, no yeah. matter how good. I, I did go see Grindhouse. I saw it opening night and I saw it two more times in the theater because when I went opening night, I, I got so, I, the guy sitting next to me would not shut the fuck up and I was enjoying myself so much, but I had to go again. So I went the next day. Um, but I had somebody with me, so I had to sit through Death Proof again. Oh my God, I'm so glad Planet Terror was the first movie. And then the third time I went, I just went and watched Planet Terror and I left. Right. Well, the thing. Because I liked it so much. The thing that I think about is like why they chose to do both of them. 
yeah. at the same time. Like yeah. I get the whole driving experience, the whole like way it was back in the seventies and eighties and yeah, shit like that. Yeah. But there's also like I almost wonder if they were like that the studio was like, Hey guys, can we break these up? Because we could probably make a lot more money. Right. And they were like, No, we don't want to have a dick comparison competition. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. whose dick is bigger? Right. Even though, you know, obviously Rodriguez has the bigger dick in this one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and for, or vagina, if you guys want to go there. Um, but whatever. Like, I, I just wondered, like, if it would have, if they would have done it separately, like, uh-huh. if they would have done it. But, yeah. But if they didn't do it separately, we wouldn't have had all the fake trailers. Right. That's the other thing. That was part of the experience. Yeah. And for the longest time, guys, um, for those of you who have never seen these movies, they have these fake trailers that that are in there that are fucking by like uh oh who's the guy that did uh Shaun of the Dead? Oh, I don't remember. Edgar Wright. That's his name. Edgar Wright did the don't segment. Oh yeah. The trailer, mm-hmm. which to be honest, I really like that trailer. Like there's so many fucking crazy things that are going on there. Could you imagine if Edgar Wright were to make don't Mm-hmm. Like, I swear to God, guys, if I get, like, $100 million, I'm going to spend $50 million and tell Edgar Wright to make that movie with, like, Robert Rodriguez and make it fucking happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, get it done, guys. I want to see this spook house fucking movie, you know? And then they have, like, um, uh, Rob Zombie, who does a fake trailer. You have Eli Roth, who did a trailer. And then, of course, obviously, Robert Rodriguez was so influenced, he did Machete, the trailer, which turned into a movie, so... Mm-hmm. But I, I guess it'd probably be a good time to get into the spoiler section with trivia since we're kind of traipsing on that anyway. So, um, but yeah, guys, if you haven't seen it, like, please do. Like, I would find it hard pressed to find many people who haven't seen this movie by now. I think it's gotten much popular, much more popular um, since it released. Right. That's what I was going to say is that when they released it on Blu-ray and DVD, you could only buy the movies individually. Right. Because they were trying to recoup some of their money uh-huh. because they lost so much. Uh-huh. And then later on, they sold it as the... The Blu-ray double. Yeah, so that you could watch it like you saw it in the theater. Right. Which I own. Right. But it doesn't. it does have a good bit of extras in there, though, huh? Yeah, it does. Okay. I watched them all. They were really good. Yeah. Well, why don't you go ahead and jump into the trivia? This is a spoiler section, guys. So. All right. So this is a Weinstein Company movie. Right. Right. And you remember what we were saying about the budget? It was like sixty-seven millions for the Grindhouse. Right. So this movie did not make that much money, and there's reasons why. And Harvey Weinstein actually cut the advertising for this movie and it's said to be because rose mcgowan is in this movie now now harvey weinstein demanded robert rodriguez not put her in this movie because she turned him down for sex right a while back which came to be true since he's not around anymore. Um, but Rose McGowan was dating Robert Rodriguez at the time. So he wanted her in this movie, like, really bad. So God, since dude. I know. God, what a fucking slime ball, dude. Like, I know. And he, he really did blacklist her through all this. This is why during that time you didn't see her in that much. Mm. He really, he really messed up her career. Wow, dude. That's crazy. Isn't it? <sighs> Jesus oh. fucking Christ. Right. So we could have had a better fucking... He basically fucked up history and somehow. Right. You know what I mean? For his fucking weird sexual fucking idiot crap. Right. Exactly. Ugh. All right. Moving on. Yeah. 
What what next? What do you have? You have any good news? Any positive news? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know that the worst part of the movie that I hate with Quentin Tarantino in it. Right. Right. So where his balls are falling. Yes. Yeah, so actually, if you remember that whole scene where his balls are falling and then he, like his whole bar- body starts transforming. Right. It's it is actually a nod to the thing of that whole process of it. Okay. So that that was a, a nod to the thing. Really? Hmm. Yeah. That's what he said, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. I would have thought like the blob nineteen eighty eight. Because know, of the right? way the face and the mouth was. Right. Like when he's reaching that kid's reaching out and the blob falls on him from the ceiling. Uh-huh. That whole uh, uh, you know, iconic scene. Yeah, that makes more sense. But no, if you actually watch it in slow motion, you could kind of see what... Because, I mean, it wasn't like a head with or anything, but it was like the way it fell and then the, the things moved out. Right. Oh, the really tentacles. Yeah. yeah, the tentacles. That's what you're... I, was th- I thought you were talking about him, his face melting. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. Because she shoots him in the eye or whatever, and then it like his face like... Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Anything tentacles always feels like a nod to fucking that because John Carpenter is like one of the biggest ones that actually take nods for uh, H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, and you, you, you reminded me too. Good. Thank you, Alex. What? I guess Robert Rodriguez is so inspired by John Carpenter. Yeah. Like, he, he wrote most of the score of this movie because he yeah. wants to be like John Carpenter. Well, of course. Everybody yeah. does. Yeah. Like he's I like, thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, he, he like every single one of... Like, there's directors out there that have, you know, shitty movies. And, you know, there's a few movies that John Carpenter's done that I'm not, like, bananas about, like, vampires or right. the ward. Well, of course, you have to have your bad ones because right. your good ones ones won't be but he always wanted to try to do new stuff you know what i mean so you know you're always gonna have a mixed bag when you do that a little bit right so but yeah he was good when he does uh in the mouth of madness and the thing (laughs) (laughs) obviously halloween but you know anyway what else is there anything else that you have so robert rodriguez had a a bunch of family and friends in the movie because you know he wanted to do a lower budget movie so his son rebel who played tony block right uh in the movie and his uh what's her name's son uh dakota and james or josh brolin yeah. i almost said james because last week we did amityville oh <laughs> nice um yeah so he he played their son who he had a pivotal part in the movie and there was a part where she had come and picked him up from the twin babysitters that was his nieces yes on his i heard about that yeah on his wife's side and he wanted them in the movie because they seriously act like that they're like crazy they're like half puerto rican mm-hmm. and american and that's what like, he was saying yeah that's what he was saying that they're crazy so Good. she picks up the kid because all the zombies are around going nuts and stuff and the, um, they're driving to the grandfather's house her father's house right that and, she hasn't apparently is a strange from right in forever they don't really explain that but he is in death proof too right i think so i i don't briefly yeah yeah i don't remember though so she gets out of the car to go up to the house and before she gets out of the car she tells him to grab a gun out of the glove compartment yeah and tells him if anybody comes to the car shoot him right but you know don't shoot yourself so she walks up and he he, bang yeah he shot himself in the head bang (laughs) and what's funny about that since it was his son and he didn't want to traumatize his son they ended up filming 
him surviving through the whole movie so there is footage and it is in the special features of of the parts where they're like running to the helicopter with the kid and her putting the kid in the helicopter just so he could see himself in the movie surviving all the way to the beach at the end that's so cool yeah it was really cool um and also he's like telling the producers look i don't give a fuck i'll take a salary cut just fucking make sure that i could do this because i want my because that's part of the reason why he did spy kids by the way right because he couldn't watch he couldn't have his kids watch any movies so he started doing those and those were actually really yeah, and successful Re- and rebel was in spy kids as right. well his kid rebel was in spy kids um also the the part since we're talking about the kid everybody talks about uh in the beginning when he was playing with the toys his toys and you know oh, i'm gonna eat your brain and gain your knowledge yeah robert rodriguez put that in the movie because that he actually caught him saying that while he was playing with two dinosaur toys <laughs> i always thought it was because of aliens because like in aliens they or an alien they they basically well they mutate they like gain some of the genetic coding and memories from other the other things that's how they're so smart Mm-hmm. So I always, because like, isn't he playing with like an alien toy? I thought it was a dinosaur. I tried to look to see, but it didn't say any. I thought it was. I don't know. I I, I should have looked that. again, but yeah, I didn't find anything about that. But, I uh, want to eat your. I'm going to but, eat your brains and see your knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that really, it really was a a good line. But you were right though. The doctor. It is his real doctor right. in the scene. There's a scene... Because we were where, talking about this, guys, when we were watching the movie. I was like, that's his doctor. Yeah. I was like, he was like creeped out by him because he was like looking at all these things. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And, and do you know... Who's that, Dr. Rodriguez? Yeah. It was Robert Rodriguez's actual doctor. Okay. And how'd that go down? Well, like, what happened with that? Oh, you mean how did it happen? Oh, he just yeah. wanted him in the movie because he, he, he talks so fast about crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And... He was just like, let's put you in there and you just be yourself. And that that literally is is himself. Right. Yeah. In that movie. But he did a good job, too. Yeah, he did. But you know that. So like callous, like so like medically worn, you know, right. like that he's just like callous because other people are like shocked by it. But he's not anymore. He's like looking at like genital fucking like, like lesions and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <funny. laughs> So, okay, you know the paramedic, the really, he's probably the most hilarious guy in the whole movie. Right. And he kept, so that, he's not an actor, that was actually his friend. And you know Fergie, so Fergie's in the movie. Right. Very 2007 to have Fergie in your movie. So Tom, so his friend, the paramedic, his name's Tom. Mm -hmm. So he was actually supposed to be that part of Fergie. And it was because um, in the main scene with Fergie, she's pulled over on the side of the road and was supposed to like be walking along the side of the road. And he was going to put him in that scene because he actually told him the story about him being pulled over on the side of the road and walking down it and getting attacked and thought he was going to get attacked by zombies. But really, yeah. So, but instead, so Fergie came along because Freddie Rodriguez actually did a music video with Fergie. Okay. And got them in contacted somehow. So Robert Rodriguez was just like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to put Fergie in the movie. Okay, I'll just switch her character out because, you know, why not have two chicks? It's a B movie, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that. I thought that was. Well, funny. you know, it's funny that you mentioned Fergie because I, I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good. <laughs> That was I'm good. Sorry. That was good, Alex. I had to do it. That was good, Alex. You you got me. You got me. And then one more friend, his real estate agent's in this movie. Do you have any idea who he was? No. He was the sleazy club owner. 
I don't remember in, his in face. The, in, the, the, in the beginning, about the go-go dancers, like, oh, don't it's cry. Go, it's, yeah, it's not, it's go-go, not cry-cry. Cry-cry, yeah. It's supposed to be it. a happy dance. <laughs> yeah, that guy doesn't seem like a legitimate actor. Like, he oh, just sees no, you. But he was funny in it. He was really he good. He was, he was good. Especially with the, at the end when the babysitter <laughs> twins were, like, patting him Yeah, when he, shit. like, makes it to JT's fucking uh, barbecue pit or whatever, uh, the bone shack, and then there he's like, oh, and then he realized he's like caught his breath and then he looks down and they're like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. Okay, so then Dakota Block, I guess is her name. Her whole character, how she looks like, Robert Rodriguez wanted her to look like how Barbara, Barbara Crampton looked like from beyond oh wow isn't that amazing interesting yeah that's cool yeah what a throwback nod there dude that's fucking cool as shit because i love that movie he must be a a cthulhu fan like a fucking hb lovecraft fan as well yeah he must be um i want to mention one thing real quick because do you remember the scene where cherry darling is saying she's gonna quit the go-go bar when you were talking about that Uh with that guy and she says she's like i need a traumatic change in my life he's like why are you quitting and she's like i need a traumatic change she's zipping up the leg that she loses Uh on her boot as a foreshadow uh-huh. I just thought it was cool because I never noticed it before. Oh, yeah. No, that was really cool. And then what's funny um, in the hospital when she lost her leg and the boot is just like standing in the hall. Right. Like her loose boot is just sitting in there. Yeah. It's like a that, throwback of like a throwback the, or yeah, throwback yeah, of a yeah something. foreshadow. I thought that was weird, though. I was like, why did they just leave her fucking boot like sitting in the <laughs> middle of her fucking room? Like who? Is the there? Fuck? It, it, we're just going to combine some of our scenes and trivia in here because I feel like it's a good time because we're just like flown Thank right you. now. But um, I, how about that scene where fucking the guy from Lost is collecting balls? The like he fucking loves balls in this. <laughs> and then like the scene, it's like they're they're going to Abby, who's like running the plant. Uh-huh. And apparently he had done something wrong where these creatures got out of their cage because they're mutants and they're that strong. It's, it makes no sense because it gets out of the cage, but it can't break into things. But then, of course, we're doing a pastiche bad movie, so it totally makes sense. But he's like, oh, I'm going to have to take your balls now. And then and he cuts his balls off and they throw him on the fucking ground. He's got a big jar of fucking testicles, which is like, ugh, ugh, it's so <laughs> gross. And the funny thing is, is like, I guess he gets hit by somebody and he does like a flip in the air and then falls down on the jar of balls that are all scattered across the ground and it's like rubbing on his mouth and he's like and I was it's just a gross part but as he's getting up he's like grabbing them and putting them in his pocket uh-huh like I just he doesn't want to lose them he's like I, he's so proud of his testicles right but I wonder if it was actually written in there or like he as the actor did it or they thought of it last second you know just oh, like yeah. I don't know it just seemed like one of those little it's just funny just those little things like that in the movie it's funny too because uh, the part in the beginning when when the testicles fell and he put his boot on it mm-hmm. that's actually a nod to Valley of the Dolls mm, because in, okay. the, in the beginning of the movie it's 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 like an egg or something uh, I, it's been a while since yeah, I've seen too, that so I thought that was interesting 
that scene with the kid shooting himself though that you mentioned yeah. before that is so like crazy really... like hearing that gunshot off go off right by fucking hider uh-huh. it's like bang it's like it's like <laughs> like there's doesn't even skip a beat like she's just like walks in front of the car and bang it's like oh fuck <laughs> like first nothing. of all you never give a child a gun right so it's like but again we're we're doing the old school bad movies right so like right. logic is not supposed to it's not supposed to be logical guys right oh i also forgot to mention because i was saying how they shot the whole thing with him also when they were doing that scene they gave him they didn't give him a real gun it's it's special effects right they gave him a, a water pistol and then changed it and yeah then changed the whole thing i thought that was interesting so he wow, did looked, actually have looked a pretty legit yeah they did the lighting really did. on it and everything right oh uh the scene where with fergie wielder in the hospital and it was that no-brainer joke looks like it's a no-brainer yeah like that that was her real head and they just um they just put in you know what I made mean? it look like yeah. that yeah and I thought they did that a really was good really, job they really did a really good job on the yeah because like, it's pretty gory it really is the other scene there was another scene that i really liked a whole lot was with that the the main uh blonde haired uh mom josh brolin's like hey honey i need the needles mm-hmm. and because that guy's got like an abscessed tongue he's got like sores on his face and they're like they don't even know what to do he's like oh we gotta cut we gotta lop it off and they all like at the same time they're like he's like well what are you gonna do he's like cut it off <laughs> and then and then he's like i need the needles and then she has this oh, she's like see see my friends these are my friends the first one that's just to take away any of the pain. You'll know my first friend's working because my second friend here, you will hardly feel. And by the time you feel this third one, you'll never see me again. <laughs> Wasn't there some... That was a true story. It, it was yeah, that was one like of a... his other friends. And it actually happened to to one of his friends. When, who, he, when you say he, who are you talking about? To Rob, It actually happened to one of Robert Rodriguez's friends. Okay. It was a story where... Yeah, because I remember some... that being a real thing. And yeah. it's like, it's like, those are the things, that's the things that you do, I guess, when you're like a writer slash director and shit. You just write shit down. Right. When you hear something cool or, or it just haunts you so much that you can't forget it yeah you know but that's like a really cool it really a really cool scene and they even like it's like a callback later on you know like where they talk about he's like trying to kill her with the needle and he's like you'll never see he's like see my friends and he's stabbing her hand while she's holding the phones Uh like that was like creepy uh-huh. Josh Brolin was creepy in that fucking role. Yeah, he really And then was. he gets that fucking sore put on his face. <laughs> it's like some tense moments in that, too, mm-hmm. you know? Um, dude, remember when we were watching and you were fucking, like, we were cracking up? Yes. Because, like, normally Christina gets really offended by dog killing <laughs> in a movie, but because, I guess, the tone of this movie <laughs> is so, so ridiculous. ridiculous that she doesn't care. Because when well, we I wa- care. Yeah, but when we watched John Wick, I had to hold you down. Because I was like, you just got to let it seep into you, baby, because you're going to love murdering everyone after this. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, when they drive away from the, uh, when they're driving away from JT's shack or his the, the bone, bone shack, shack. Uh, th- they're driving away because it's burning down and they like all get in these cars and one of them gets on one of those micro bikes. Uh, <laughs> the mini bikes? Yeah, El Ray does. Ridiculous. And then 
they're like running into fucking infected people and just smashing them. They're just like popping like with like like water filled fucking watermelons just exploding when they hit them. And it's so gratifying. And then you see like there's the JT's dog is in the convertible car, the, like the four five seater. And he's like, and he's like, oh, no, dog. And the dog jumps out. And you just see it go under the wheel. And we were like, whoa. <laughs> That shit just had me and rolling, it, dude. And then it, it it panned back on him going, God damn it. Yeah, it sprays yeah, the twins. Yeah, it, it totally sprayed. Like, like, I don't even know how it sprayed the twins, but it's funny. Ridiculous. Like, they didn't get sprayed by all the fucking... Yeah, the zombies and yeah, shit. But again, yeah. terrible Ridiculous. movie. Meant to be terrible. Um, And then, of course, our favorite part, which is like, El Ray is dying and he gets shot up ridiculously. It's like, why is he getting shot up, first of all? This guy's untouchable. You know what I mean? He can do anything he dodges fucking blood squirting out after stabbing people but he catches all these bullets and then he uh and she's like oh my god ray why why i thought it was gonna be me and you two against the world baby and he's like it still is i never miss (laughs) then he rubs her belly and she's like i'm pregnant (laughs) oh my god uh, that was a callback joke, too, because he talks about it never missing in something mm-hmm. earlier. I have this jacket. I looked for it for two weeks. <laughs> if I have to hear you tell that fucking story again, <laughs> did you look in the pocket? Uh, what? No. Yeah, anyway. Is there any anything other scenes you want to mention? Well, but when Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis's scenes were awesome. Um, when I lo- he popped or whatever. When, well, no, no, when like in the beginning, when like everyone started shooting and everyone was shooting at him, and he just he just turns his head and then he just <laughs> shoots and he doesn't miss anybody. Just like bam, bam, bam. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's Bruce and, Willis. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that was really good. The special effects at the end when he turns into the, the zombie thing yeah it pops and then yeah he just explodes everywhere that was that was really cool yeah that I was pretty that cool um we did watch another movie in the same vein of the same tone i guess you could say uh and we're going to be talking about that now that is cabin in the woods and that came out in 2011 now the story on this is five friends go for a break at a remote at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods <laughs> it was uh, of course written directed by drew goddard who did bad times at el royale he's also directing x-force with the deadpool in it by the way and zazie beats and josh brolin so i'm curious about that uh he's mostly known for writing buffy the vampire slayer the tv series and the movie or no he didn't do the movie he did five episodes on buffy ah. he did angel episodes as well he did lost episodes uh, and cloverfield he wrote the screenplay for he also did world war z the martian and many more also is a writer joss whedon of course who obviously did Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, the movie as well, Firefly, the Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, he's directed. And they'll also be directing a new World War II horror project with no title yet, by the way. So I'm curious what that's going to be. But he's also more of a writer, just like Drew was. Uh-huh. Uh, they both become directors, writers, and producers now. But he's a um, he's written Toy Story. Oh, really? The, the original first, the Toy Story, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Buffy, the movie, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, Alien Resurrection, Avengers, and Avengers Age of Ultron, plus Justice League, he also wrote, and many more. Oh. 
The some of the cast includes Kristen Connolly, who plays Dana. She's the redhead in the movie. She's like the main actress. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She was in The Happening, Meet Dave. She was in a ton of As the World Turns soap opera. Is uh, that where she started, you think? I don't know. She had some stuff before that, but she was in a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also in The House of Cards, and she was in the uh... Zoo TV show that your dad liked a lot. Uh-huh. That was a good book. Obviously, we have Chris Hemsworth. I think, how do you say, Chris Hems? I'm kidding. I'm fucking around. (laughs) Chris Hemsworth, he he plays the guy, Thor. I mean, actually, I mean, he plays Kurt. But yeah, it's it's Thor. He's Thor forever. Obviously, so figure it out. Snow White and the Huntsman. He did that movie. He did Vacation, the remake, the one uh, with Ed Helmsley. Uh, He did Star Trek. I think he plays um, Kirk's father. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember either. And he was in Star Trek Into Darkness, Red Dawn Reboot, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, Men in Black International, and many more. He's doing a lot of reboots. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. It's actually technically Men in Black is just a side oh, Right, right. Yeah. Also has Anna Hutchinson, who is the blonde girl. She plays Jules. She was the yellow cheetah ranger in Power Rangers Jungle Fury. Uh, for any of oh. you uh, Power Rangers fans out there. She was in the TV show Wild Boys, Spartacus, Vengeance, A Love Story, and more. It also stars Fran Krantz, who plays Marty the Pothead. He was in The Village, The Dark Tower, Blood-Sucking Bastards, which I love. Oh, you pop Reggie? Aww. Oh, I don't remember. That's the one where they're like corporate vampires, and they live in the building. Oh, or, shit, or, I don't remember. Yeah, that's a really funny one. If you guys are into like funny, like the what we do in the shadows type stuff, it's kind of along those lines. Uh, he was also in Rebirth, You Might Be the Killer, and more. Also stars Jesse Williams, who plays Holden. He was the guy on the two-way mirror. He was in Dirty Dancing 3, Capoeira Nights. Three? What? <laughs> I was like, wait, they made a third yeah, one? Yeah, what? <laughs> He was also the main actor in Detroit Become Human video game. He was also in the new Jacob's Ladder as well. He's in Grey's Anatomy and more. Also stars Richard Jenkins, who plays Citizen. He was in The Shape of Water, The Visitor, Step Brothers. He was the father of one of the kids. Oh. Uh, he was burn in Burn After Reading, Bone, Ho- Bone Tomahawk, Six Feet Under as well, The Witches of Eastwick, and many more. Oh, wow. He's been around for a long time. Very cool. Uh, Bradley Whitford's also in this movie. He is Hadley. He is in Get Out, uh-huh. Saving Mr. Banks, RoboCop 3, Billy Madison, Happy-ish TV show, and A Handmaid's Tale. Oh. These guys, these two together, are fucking amazing. They are hilarious. Um, the movie's budget was about $30 million, and it made about $66 million at the box office. What are your thoughts about this movie? I thought it was unexpected. Like, when I first saw it, yeah. totally unexpected, was not... They kept a rap even, on it, they, but we don't want to say what it is, because right, exactly. this is the spoiler-free but section. It, it's not what you think it is. Right, that's their big thing. Yeah, and yeah, it was, it was really well done. It was well-written mm-hmm. and acted and everything. I enjoyed it. Do you remember when you first saw it? Yeah, I saw it with you. <laughs> did, did, did we watch it together? Yeah, we watched it together for the first time. I vaguely remember it, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, because I, I. I remember then, us watching the thing reboot or the prequel. Yeah, but we we watched this. It was here, um, and we ended up watching it the next day too. We watched it twice. Yeah, we, watched we it love. Two times oh, we in didn't a row. get to see it at the theater. 
No. That's we, what it was. I don't know if we rented it or what, but yeah, we, and it was just like, what? Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, why didn't we not? We went, I think, didn't we buy it immediately? Yeah. And then we bought because it. Because we knew we, yeah. because everybody was talking about it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Shame on us. Huh? Yeah. That happens sometimes, though, right? You plan to go see a movie, right, guys? And then all of a sudden, some shit fucking happens, and you're not fucking... (laughs) You can't go see it because there's, like, too much shit going on. Mm -hmm. But what would you add to it? I liked all the scenes. It flowed well. Yeah. Yeah, the beginning was good. You really got a sense of the the characters, even though they, they changed... Mm-hmm. They morphed, but yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know what else to say without spoiling it. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Yeah, it really is, because the story is so complicated. It really is. Uh, and where it takes you is just like... Uh, right, oh, there's tension. I really like that there was like tension. In, in the weird, thing. inappropriate moments, yes, right? Yes, exactly. And the, yeah, that was one of my... It was a weird scene, this weird tension. Yeah, we'll talk about it more in the spoiler section, but... What did you think about the movie? Uh, well, th- I think that this movie is one of those so fun, it's hard not to like kind of movies. You know, I know that there's people out there that are not a fan of this one. Oh, for yeah, sure. they think it's overrated. Yeah, like, I don't know why weird. there's so much weird hatred for this movie. <laughs> I mean, whatever. You, you know, hey, you're uh, sorry that you're not part of the group. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but it, it's a perfect blend of comedy, horror, and gore that I absolutely love. Um, I think some of my favorite movies are probably comedy, horror movies. Like, if, when they're done right, they're done right. And this is one of those ones that kind of really push the boundaries and, and kind of, as they say, flip the horror on its head in a lot of ways. Um, like I said, I mean, there are some people out there that just don't like it, but those people are dead inside, so... <laughs> <laughs> But I would definitely put this in the category of always rewatch. There's really not that many films like it. And it's amazing to me that this movie sat on the shelf for as long as it did. And we'll get into that in the spoiler section. But the uh, acting at times can be pretty over the top, but it somehow kind of manages to kind of like rein it in a little bit to keep it from going into the absurd, which they talk about. And I, you know, in the extras and stuff. The movie kind of lets you in on the fun pretty early on, too. But, you know, for those of you who have not seen it, you will be surprised, like we mentioned, kind of. You know, are there some of you out there who haven't seen this? I'm 100% sure. Uh, there has to be some of you. But you would, you would if you haven't seen this movie, you should definitely rectify that. When the mask of the movie is, like, fully revealed to you guys, it just unleashes every horror fan's dreams on the screen. Like, honestly, it really is. Plus, it's, you know, it's pretty accessible to, like, fans of just visiting the genre for, like, Halloween or something. Oh, yeah. You this know? is, a go- like, a go-to movie, It kind of covers all the bases. Halloween. It's, like, it's for, you know, you know, people who are not big fans of horror who just like to visit. Uh, but it, it certainly doesn't mean that it doesn't have treats for avid horror fans, too, though. Right. You know, because... Oh, totally. There's so many references. Right. There's. It's more about tropes, I think, that than, that you've seen in all too many movies, if you're a horror fan, that you can appreciate. Although I will say that it's probably most nod-heavy or trope-heavy from Evil Dead 2. Right. Well, for obvious reasons. Right. Cabin in the woods. Right. So but, like, <laughs> but, but there's more than that, and I'll right. get into yeah, that yeah. later. It, it's not exactly scary, but they did a damn good job on the practical effects in this film and the CGI in this film. Like, it was... Meh. a. 
<laughs> I thought it was great, man. Like it, it fit the perfect the, style. I think it was a little dated for the time, a little you bit. You think? Yeah, I do. I don't remember, but I thought they did a good job of blending it. Like for me, I, there's parts in the movie that I didn't even realize were CGI. Yeah. That I can't talk about right now. Right. That you'll be like, oh, it was. So. Uh huh. But. You got Chris Hemsworth, Fran Kranz, Anna Hutchinson play pretty great main roles. For me, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford uh, really land those comedic punches and charm. They're like just perfect together. Like I can't even, their back and forth banter is literally one of the most natural things I've seen in a fucking comedy movie. It's just so funny. And I'd say that the soul of the film in a lot of ways, other than the, the horror aspect and watching kids get killed, of course, is those two right for me right you know although it does kind of feel like fran cran's movie too in a way marty the pothead feels like what feels like his movie in a lot of ways oh oh yeah totally but even if he's only a supporting actor but i guess you know that's that's also why this film is so good all the people that are in it really are firing on all cylinders so they're they're it's really working well for what the the tone of the movie is supposed to be right so i i'd probably give this movie like a nine or 9.5 as well right because you know it just doesn't get old to me if you're one of the few lucky ones that have missed it you know watch Watch it it now if you enjoy movies like evil dead 2 you're gonna love it in some respects it may not be scary but it's gonna be memorable for you and you're gonna laugh Right. There is some really funny shit in it. Like, that's what I, I, it's so, it's so weird to me that like fans of like horror love it and people who are not fans of horror love it. Right. That's, that was very rare. It's because it's a good story. Right. I think it's accessible that way, but it's just like, it's like all the funny moments to uh, us horror fans are like, oh yeah, here it goes. You know, like that typical thing. Right. So. But I do have some trivia on it, guys, so that if you haven't listened or seen the movie, you might not want to spoil it for yourself. Although I find it hard to believe that either of these movies are really that unpopular to, right. for people not have heard or at least watched it once. But fair, fair warning to you now. So uh, the movie that they shot for this, they shot it in Vancouver, Canada. They, oh. said, they said that the woods were really amazing up there. Oh, so those are real woods. Yes. Wow, when they were that's... shooting in the woods, that was real woods. There were some some areas that they shot inside that were in studios, but those Obviously. were the real woods. And they oh, was and it was winter woods. time, by the way. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. they were. Oh, there was water scenes too. Right, nude scenes too. Yeah. Oh. Right. Cold. I don't like cold. Well, I don't know about the the water scene, or yeah, no, I think that was actually outside. So, but yeah, even Drew Goddard was like, yeah, at first I was like, I've never been to Canada, so I don't know what these woods are going to look like. And he was like, honestly, it's more thick and more dark than U.S. forests. See, I would have thought that was a studio set. Right. Well, it's just how they lit it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, This is obviously the director debut of Drew Goddard and the producer debut of Joss Whedon. Ah. On their collaborative effort. Uh-huh. Um, so Drew Goddard and Joss Whedon, they had worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer together and became friends through that. And then as they were both writers, would hang out on the weekends and write scripts together because oh. they liked doing it. Uh-huh. And they were like, we got to write a movie sometime. You know, like we got to make a movie. So literally this idea for this movie was birthed on the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh-huh. And they kind of like, it sat and grew and grew and grew in their minds until they finally just sat down. Uh, it took them, they said it was two years after Buffy and Angel ended mm-hmm. that they 
sat down and wrote it in three days. Mm-hmm. They had a dual, he called it a dual story hotel. And Joss was downstairs and Drew was upstairs. And they were just like right all day from 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. at night. Uh-huh. They would get five hours sleep and then do it again the next day. <laughs> so in three days they did this. Wow. And they said it was probably one of the most effortless, perfect working environments they'd ever had to write something. Mm-hmm. He said they never once traipsed over and said, hey, no, I want to do that scene or anything. They had already known what the scenes that they wanted. They did their scenes and they added things like Joss Whedon said one of his favorite parts in their writing process that he remembers was that at the end of the movie, if there's a werewolf and he was like, yeah, do you think we should let the werewolf run off because it's not silver bullets? He was like, yeah, I was thinking that, too. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, okay, I'm I'm living in a fucking dreamland right now. This is insane. <laughs> the only time that they actually butted heads was one time when Joss said, hey, you know, I'm liking this so much that I kind of want to direct it. Uh-huh. And they had already established that Drew was going to do oh. it because Drew had never done direction. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, that's not really nice. And he said that Joss had relented on, you know, and let him do it because he, but he said that he wasn't upset about it because he knew that if Joss was that excited about it, that it was going to be a hit. So. Well, that's a good thing. Right. Now, once they completed this movie, it was all done. Everything was pretty much fucking done. Like the whole fucking thing. MGM, who made the movie, went bankrupt. Oh, it was around that time. That makes right. sense. So after, right after they made this movie, can you imagine just the nightmare of how long that sat on the shelf for years? Uh-huh. And then, you know, the inner crisis you're having as a artist that wants to get their work out there and let it free into the wild. Right. And how much money it cost yeah. to make this movie. You know, $30 million is not, you know, it's a lot of money. They did. They made it stretch, I'm sure. But how did this end up getting released then if they went bankrupt? Well, they had a sit down with Lionsgate. They actually got a hold of the film. Oh, that's right. It's Lionsgate. Yeah. They said, you know, it was obviously the, 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 first of all, the, the bankruptcy was obviously out of their control. So Drew and Joss couldn't do shit about it. They were like, you know, even James Bond and Hobbit got delayed. So we ain't, we ain't shit compared to that. You know what I mean? So he said, but he said it was like the best possible outcome for them. Mm-hmm. because Lionsgate happened to catch it and loved it and then instantly picked it up and put it out. Oh, so good. he said the wait was worth it because he thinks that it got better reception because of them. Uh-huh. Had they put it out right before they did the you know the bankruptcy, it right. might not have. Right. So he's like careful what you wish for, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> the basement in this movie by the way, did you like that? The basement? Yeah, the basement scenes. Oh, oh, when they go down there to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the basement was like an, an entire studio, by the way. They they made the wood and the oh, boards. Oh, so that was in the... St- okay. Yeah, so it wasn't in an actual cabin, <laughs> even though they built an actual cabin in the woods. Right. It was just the outside. The, I, I believe so. They didn't yeah, really talk think. about it, but I do... You know, you would think that it would definitely be, but I think there was a scene where they were like actually walking in the door, mm-hmm. so, but I just couldn't confirm it. Right, right. So, I don't know. I would think that it would be all the interior shots were in a studio and all the right. exterior, like, and woods were outside, actually. Uh-huh. So, but anyway, um, Drew actually procured all of the little pieces in that basement, though. There was a lot in there, too. Yeah. It was 
hacks. He like knew every little story Joss said. He was like, oh, he knows every little story about it. And I guess they were going to ask him in an interview or something when they were like walking around, uh-huh. you know, filming behind the scenes stuff. And he was like, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much. So they, it's funny, though, because they should have had storyboards or something lists. Of every little thing. Cause, well, they know, came up with like 60 back. fucking creatures yeah. on their own. That's crazy. That they, you know, some that are on film, some that aren't. Right. Uh, some that are on the screen in the fucking, in the, in the main operation room mm-hmm. and shit. He called it the upstairs and then the downstairs. There's the upstairs kids and the downstairs <laughs> boys. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So... Um, you know that scene, remember we were talking about how everything was outside and they were jumping in the water? Uh-huh. When they were jumping, the kids are jumping in the lake. Apparently Franz Kranz, he's the stoner guy in the uh-huh. movie, Marty. He doesn't jump in, you noticed, right? But I didn't think anything right. of it. Right. Because I was like, oh, he's probably a stoner. He doesn't want to jump in the water for whatever reason. But the reason that they had him out of the water, because he was originally supposed to. He can't swim? No. Oh. He's so ripped. Yeah. <laughs> really? That he made the other actors, other than Chris Hemsworth, obviously. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. They just said he was too ripped and that it wouldn't make him look like it was. A stoner and. That yeah, kind like of a thing, lazy yeah. stoner kind of like do nothing guy. <laughs> That's funny. So he said, like, they even said in the commentary apparently that um, they called him Rip Jesus. Or he was like a muscular Jesus. <laughs> um, also, speaking of Marty, by the way, that you know the coffee bong that he had, the coffee thermos bong. Mm-hmm. They actually made that as a working apparatus. Oh wow! They spent five thousand oh dollars to make it work. Well, the might as well make it work since you, the, he used it as a weapon. And <laughs> right. Well, yeah, they kind of yeah, had to, right? Yeah. Um, but the, the, the one that he was smoking in the car, you know, when he pulls up in the very beginning of the movie, uh-huh. that car is the same model that Drew Goddard drove in high school. Uh-huh. So he wanted to have it in the movie. Right. The so, same car. right. And he, and you know, that scene where he's like, Marty leaves the window rolled down and then locks the door from the outside. Uh-huh. He said that he used to do that as a weird habit. Like, seriously, not a joke? Yeah, like, that was a real wow. thing. So it was like a nod to his... His weirdness. His weirdness, yeah. Also, speaking of the basement, I forgot to mention this, too, is that, you know, when Dana is reading for the diary about the fucking husband bulge and shit? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> She's all like... She reads the last thing, uh, which was... Dolor super vivo caro, dolor sublimos caro, dolor igneo animos. It means pain outlives the flesh. Uh-huh. Pain raises the flesh. Pain ignites the spirit. <laughs> which is kind of like a combo thing, because the book is kind of like Evil Dead. Right. And then pain right. is kind of like Hellraiser. Right. So... It was clever. Because what do they call them? They call them like backwoods fucking zombie pain worshipping freaks <laughs> in the movie or whatever, right? Uh-huh. So I, I was looking at some of the IMDb notes. And for those of you who like check IMDb, just as a word of warning, like some of the stuff is actually pretty accurate. But I always try to do a little bit of double checking. And I'm glad that I did because when I watch the extras, uh, there's one in there that says Jamie Lee Curtis was supposedly considered for the role of the uh, of the director, the character, the director in the film. Right at the end. Right. uh, Which, you know, they obviously had Sigourney Weaver play. The truth of of that 
statement is wrong. Uh-huh. Sigourney Weaver was always the first and last choice for uh-huh. that role. Uh-huh. Well, actually, they were going to have a male play it. They didn't have it. was just a gender-neutral fucking character. Right. And he, they decided that both of them decided that they would be more interesting to have, like, a, a woman play it. And they were like, who's the most badass woman we could have? And they were like, Sigourney Weaver. Right. And she said, yep. Uh-huh. She came on set the first day and was, like, so excited about being in the role. Right. And she was just like, oh, hey. She's like, where's the werewolf? When's the werewolf showing up? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, well, it's not a real werewolf. You know, like, it's a, you're going to tell. And she's like, yeah, but I got to get a picture with it or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, well, we got a whole movie. You right. know, if you want to have a picture, you can put that up on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh oh, that's funny. And then apparently when she was done like i guess uh she asked them for their signatures on her script oh cool so they were like what they're like you're sigourney weaver and she wanted their signature so they were right. just like so blown away he said he was so nervous Aww, drew said so he was cool. so nervous about it you know uh-huh but you know obviously joss whedon's worked with her with alien resurrection right for the um, screenplay for that. So, oh, one thing that I always remember, I don't know if you remember this back in the day, but do you remember there was like a picture circular- circulating online and social media, probably MySpace back in the day, <laughs> but there was a picture of Pinhead. And, and at the time, people were talking about them possibly rebooting and remaking fucking Pinhead or Hellraiser. I don't remember that, but yeah. So there was a picture of this, the, the, the Pinhead-esque sort of guy with saws in his head. Right. Floating around. And people were so upset about it. Oh, okay. That was this guy in this, in this movie. movie. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's funny. I remember how, I mean, you know, obviously, there's going to be people on both sides of the coin to that argument. You know, like, oh, well, maybe it's different. You know, it could be good. And they're like, that doesn't look like him. It's not Pinhead, you know. Like, right. <laughs> um, do you have any funny scenes that you want to like or, or scenes in general that you want to talk about? Well, the tension scene I was talking about earlier. Yeah, go ahead. Go into that. <laughs> that was uh, the part where the two business guys. Yeah. The cave- downstairs business guys. Yeah, the yeah. downstairs business guys. And the, the cave didn't collapse because they're, they're, the kids were just figuring out what was going on. So they all go, get in the they're RV. They're problem solving they're, in the basement. Uh, yeah. And it's like this tension down there. But then they, they get up and they get in the RV and they start headed towards because they're like, we're going to get out of here. And then all of a sudden they realize there wasn't a cave in. Yeah. And then the guy's like frantically like running down the hall. And then... <laughs> And then he and then he goes into like the control room or the server room or something, and then like it was so intense because he was like, "Oh, I gotta get these wires to get the cave." Right. It's like you're supposed it to be rooting so for ridiculous. the kids to get out, but, right? But horror fans are like rooting for the guys to keep them from going. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a weird dichotomy there. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, the 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 part where the elevators. And all the creatures were releasing. Oh, fuck of yeah, dude. That's that was that was part. the moment that... Well, first of all, when I remember when we first watched it, and I saw, I remember that scene where they find the elevator, uh-huh. and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, what like, the fuck? Oh, they're going to get down there now. Like, oh my God, I thought this movie was not going to go that far. Right. And then I was like, then the elevator scene happens? Holy uh-huh. yeah. shit. I mean, that was... Or even them just going through the elevator elevator with the windows right. and then the creatures coming up to the windows. Yeah, it's like stuff. it was like a spook house fucking ride, you know, where you're right. like going through and seeing all the creatures. Right. Uh, you it's know what so I mean crazy. by like 
like the carnival rides. Oh yeah, 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 yeah like the fair haunted house. Yeah, rides. they call yeah. them spook house. Oh, oh, I but I know. also call stuff spook house because it's <laughs> ghost pictures, right? Ghost pictures. Have you liked the ghost picture films? Anyway, <laughs> one of the first things that really made me laugh was, of course, the whole throwback to the fucking old anti-drug uh, ad where, oh at the beginning with the books and she's right. like she's like he's like where did you get these and who gave these to you swinging the textbooks around and she's like what she's all playing coy and he's like where did you get these and she's like i i learned it from watching you and runs <laughs> off dude that fucking commercial when i was a kid right cracked me the fuck up <laughs> they kind of make a nod to that in one of the harold and kamar movies where the guy's like do you remember that in the first harold and kamar go to white castle or whatever uh-huh uh they like have this fake anti-drug ad and he's like they're like getting high as fuck on the couch and they're watching one and the guy's like i don't know what i'm doing and he reaches into the gun case <laughs> He's like pointing the gun at his face. <laughs> He's like, what am I doing? Bang. And it's like, don't do drugs. <laughs> You'll but, shoot your face. You'll shoot your eye out. Dude, those anti, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not saying drugs are good, guys, but like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, some of the commercials they've had. Are, they're so ridiculous. But it, it was just so hilarious they put that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that was really was great. Really good. And even if you didn't know what it was or what it was referencing, just them playing it out like that was hilarious. Well, it's funny because like when I went to IMDb to look at some of the trivia to see what they had on top of the stuff I had, I was like, oh my God, like they actually put in there, they're like, that is a reference to an anti-drug thing. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so fucking old. (laughs) (laughs) It's all turning into anti-vaping now. (laughs) Do do you remember? Yeah, it is kind of like that. But I don't know, you know, who knows if that's whatever, you know, I don't know enough about it. Right. The fucking harbinger, the fucking gas station attendant. Oh, yeah, when he calls. Well, when just he... that whole situation in general is like totally. Right. There's. I'm going to get into some of the nods that I think that these all represent, by the way, guys, after we get over our scenes here. So if you want to stick around for that, it's, it's just I'm just going to point out a few. It's not that heavy. It's not even that bad. But there's things I thought about. But the gas station attendant is a total trope. Um, and uh, they do have that whole speakerphone conversation where he's mm-hmm. like, am I on the speakerphone? That was really funny. Yeah, he's like, no, no. He's like, I am. I'm on the, sorry, sorry about that. Yeah. He's like, am I off now? He's like, yeah. Well, God will bring down the hail and Satan take him away from the darkness, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then he's like, I'm on speakerphone again, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know why, but that was their first scene that they ever wrote. Oh, for the movie? Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah, that was a good, it was a good thing to do. Yeah, apparently (laughs) I think Drew did the majority work on it, but I think Joss had initialized that thought. And Mm -hmm. that's what what cemented the tone of the movie for them, Mm -hmm. is that that's what they, that encapsulated everything they wanted the film to be. It's just that little moment there. (laughs) I also thought it was really funny. I think we were laughing about this. When the Japanese team defeats the school ghost. And they turn it oh, into a frog. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was good. And all the little Japanese kids are celebrating. It's like a really happy moment. And fucking uh, Richard Jenkins is all like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, <laughs> the kids. And they're like, yay. <laughs> that was really good. I was like, Jesus, they're little children. <laughs> Obviously, the merman kill. You like that one. Oh, right? yeah. 
Yeah, where he. Well, did... I didn't like it. Well, actually, I liked it. It's when... pretty funny. Oh, it's it's funny because he's like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" The cosmic <laughs> fate that would be that he's right. like infatuated with this stupid fucking creature. But then when he actually killed him, and he's like eating him, and and then the snort, what's that snorkel thing on? Oh his yeah, back, on his back started just spraying blood everywhere. Blowhole. Uh-huh. And the back. Um, he just wanted the blood. But yeah, you wanted to talk about the end, so I'll let you do- talk about that a little bit right now. Oh, I like the end because, I mean, you didn't expect them to just give up like that. Right. And I got some theories and some uh, some ideas that I think would work uh, in this movie uh-huh. um, for a prequel, guys. And I know prequels is kind of like a cringy thing. A little bit, you know. Yeah, but you if they do it every year, like you know, the purge. I mean, you might... right? But there's a specific scene in the movie that I'll mention after we talk about the end. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll say I'll save it. But anyway, you what do you like about the end in oh, particular? So, so at the end, when it was Sigourney Weaver and the other two, and Sigourney Weaver was trying to convince the chick to kill to shoot the guy. And you were like, oh, God, she's going to do it. Yeah, that she seemed a little unrealistic, it. but yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, it was so cool that they just, the werewolf came out and bit her. That was really cool. She's like, I'm oh. so sorry. And then he's like, no, I'm sorry. And she's like, ah, ah. <laughs> That was really good. And then I just, thought you were talking about the hand coming out of the ground. Oh, uh, yeah, that too. I was getting there. Because them just giving up and letting the world end. I mean, you don't see that in movies, so it's like right. unexpected that... The, they just let the world end. They were just like, fuck it. But yeah, uh, when the ashes started coming down and everything and that hand that came up and I was like, oh, it, what movie did I think that looked like? Like The Dead Don't Die or something? That, oh, that yeah. Cover the, yeah, it does kind of look. It, it looks like it. It's kind of weird. Yeah, The Dead Don't Die by Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that, but it just reminded me of that. Yeah, um, it kind of does. Cover. No, it really does. The Just because of the poster. sky and the color and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, here's my idea for the prequel because in the movie, I don't know if you guys remember this. I got to mention this because um, I think they could do a prequel and not in the sense of, oh, well, they do it every year, but there's a specific date. I think he says, I didn't write it down for some dumbass reason. And I've mentioned it before, I think, when we talked about this once before. But if you listen, he talks about like an incident in 1994. Like, we don't want another incident like back in 1994. Oh, okay. It was like in the 90s. That's right, yeah. And here's why I want, I think that that would work. One, you got both those two guys in the basement. Uh Uh-huh. And anybody else they wanted to include, probably some different people, but those two guys in particular could be part of the incident that happened. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they stopped it. Right. Or whatever. And it has to be some, like, fantastic story as to how they stopped it. Right. And I think that would be kind of fun, right? Like, you could kind of... Yeah, totally. You could figure it out. Like, you you could do it in a, almost like a reverse way of uh, how they did this one, in a way. I don't know how to to explain it. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, it would be cool. I think it would be fun. I don't know. I I think I've tried to reach out to them a couple of times to see if Uh they would ever... I'm, I'm a little surprised that they haven't even attempted to do it. Maybe it's just a insurmountable task that to be able to come up with another concept that's as good and maybe it's just better as it is right you know like i i I like i just like being in that world you know like it's kind of like the thing reboot i was just talking about that to jason and in the mike of madness recently he was like i like the thing reboot or the prequel or whatever 
Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I've always kind of enjoyed it. Like, even if I don't, it's nowhere near as good as the first one. Right. I think the fact, the idea of just being back in that world while still having my cake and eat it too. Right. Is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you think there should ever be a prequel of any sort? I think it's way too hokey to do a sequel. You can't do like, a sequel. Yeah, where they stop the fucking gods. But, yeah. It <laughs> seems a little too much. Apocalypse. Yeah, like... <laughs> like it would turn into like Attack on Titan or some shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Supposedly, by the way, that hand coming out of the ground, they had talked about possibly doing tentacles, something with tentacles. Ah, that would been cool. But they said that they wanted to keep it a little bit more human in the sense that, yeah, they're bigger and they're gods, but maybe they have the same trials and tribulations and stupid shit yeah, as like humans else. do. Yeah. So he wanted to kind of keep that kind of familiarity. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So before we go, I'm going to mention some of the connections in the movie. You can tell me if you agree. Okay. Or if if you even know. But the gas station that I mentioned earlier is a nod to possibly, even though it's been done in many movies, where they go to the gas station right. first. Talk to the... And they talk to the guy. And then it's like, I think it's been, in, it's been in like wrong turn. I think it was in like The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other movies off the top of my head. If you guys know any more, I would love to hear them just because my brain's farting right now. Um, the Cabin, we talked about obviously being Evil Dead. Uh, you have the cellar door that pops up, yeah, just evil, like Evil Dead too. Yeah, someone's in my fruit cellar. Where she's, <laughs> um, they even have deadites on the board for when they're making bets. Oh, when he oh, goes up did. there, it was on the left hand yeah, side, yeah. and I looked on the left, and and it was like right there, deadites. Nice. And I think they even have a nod to. Um, I remember seeing this. I don't know if it's, I can't confirm it, but if you've ever seen Sin City. Right. And, you know, Elijah Wood plays the guy with the glasses. Right. That they're, they're like white shades and, and like he's like this creepy, ominous character. There was that guy in it, the informer, I think that's what he was called. Uh-huh. They put it on there as a joke. Um, oh. They all obviously choose hillbillies who worship pain. Right. Instead of deadites, but it is all very familiar. Oh, yeah. You know. All of them. A little different, but it is very familiar. Um, one of them gets their arm removed and helps escape the guard from the guard in the building uh-huh where he's like thanks 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 dead arm oh that's right in the elevator that's totally that... kind of a nod to yeah. evil dead too yeah right i mean like they, they said nothing was intentional but oh yeah come on come on plus in the in the chaos scene by the elevators when everything's gone to shit and you see this girl in the background, and she's walking very slowly to this guard, this down guard who's bleeding and dry and like trying to back up slowly in his like injured state. And she's singing the you know, "Mama's gonna buy you a diamond ring." Oh, like you yeah, can hear yeah. it just faintly. Right. And I never noticed that before right. until this time. So, and yeah, I've seen weird. that movie like at least 10, 15 times. <laughs> so, let's see what else do we have? We have the the people who are wearing the masks, the little baby doll masks. It's kind of a strangers, strangers. thing. Yeah. Um, I also kind of feel like. The house on Haunted Hill was in there, too, represented by the doctors, the crazy doctors. Oh, uh-huh. Right? Right. At least the reboot. Because, yeah, they 
you know the reboot more and so than right. than than the original because hmm. um then you also have obviously the clown that's just to name a few oh, yeah there's obviously from it right apparently that guy who was the clown was also the movement director so he was the be- person oh, teaching everyone how, how to, to move, move. For because their characters. He was a pretty creepy clown. Right. Well, it even uh, Joss was like, yeah, that was like kind of unsettling in a few moments, seeing the clown constantly tell everybody how to act. <laughs> <laughs> so, I bet. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. There's there's probably more nods in there. We got Hellraiser. We got the little ball. You know, that's a pretty obvious one. But there's some little tiny ones in there. Apparently, one of the last things I'll mention is, is that the, in that basement, they had like this fortune telling machine i don't know if you caught it tucked way in the back Uh uh-uh i didn't catch that and i'm wondering what that nod is and i don't know if it's big because remember yeah because that's the only one you but it's not horror right so yeah you wouldn't think that these are like living nightmares that they created in their lab well i mean it might be a nightmare to switch you know to be a grown-up when you're a child overnight well they were talking about it in this weird panel i guess i can't remember what convention it was but it was a con uh-huh. and they were talking about it after they watched the movie they were saying that that apparently joss had to use his uh, production powers it was like all right you need to get that for drew it was like <laughs> it was going to cost extra money uh-huh. and drew had to have it in there because he had procured that whole basement uh-huh another thing about that basement that i forgot to mention is that when they first showed up on set after decorating it and they had the lighting put up it was lit way too hollywood oh and so he was he, he spent two hours ripping down the lights <laughs> and then putting it up as it is uh-huh. and joss said that that was actually his favorite scene in the movie uh-huh. because of the lighting that drew did for that that makes it because it was really dark but like cluttered right so it made it look even more filled with like right. trinkets and yeah but mysteries cre- and creepily not like treasures yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> you found the treasure trove. yeah well these are definitely the kind of dolls that will suck the soul out of your head yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that's uh, pretty much it for this week guys uh, have you seen these movies uh do you like cabin in the woods do you agree with us do you not like it totally cool i don't mind do you guys like these movies did you enjoy one over the other i would love to find that out i'm sure i'll post it in social media but thank you so much christina for filling in thank you it, it was fun it was fun and she's up way past her bedtime guys <laughs> she's got to get up in like six hours she's gonna hate me tomorrow so uh, we're going to wrap it up here for her. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for all your work and everything. It was fun, baby. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. But uh, guys, next week we'll be back. I'm not even sure what the fuck we're doing. Um, I'm not even sure who the fuck's going to be on, um, but we'll figure it out. If you guys have any suggestions for movies for the Halloween season and you hear this by Monday, I might switch it up and change it if uh, you guys pick something. If we, As long as we haven't done it, and I, well, we, I can't say Recently. that. Recently. Yeah, because we did, we probably did Cabin in the Woods. I just couldn't find the episode because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten more organized now, okay? <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for coming by. And as always, long live the void. Tune in.